Mommies, I am coming to Seattle, San Francisco, New York City, and Ridgefield, Connecticut in 2024. Get your tickets right now, right now, ChristinaPOnline.com. This week on Your Mom's House. Jimmy Carr, can I ask you another retarded question? Sure. When you meet... I don't think you couldn't. Oh, oh, I can't, yeah. (laughs) Greatest guests ever are adult film entertainers. European can often be conflated with gay. In, in America, I find they go, they go, yeah, but he's smoked a few cocks, right? I mean, he's, yeah. he sounds very English. Well, welcome. Welcome to your mom's house. And... It's fucking morning. <laughs> Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Hope you had a great one. It was last night. That's right. But we're celebrating today. Um, you love Halloween. Obviously, the greatest holiday all year long. And as you know, I'm celebrating just a casual look today. Very casual. I am also celebrating. I'm a craps dealer at a <laughs> um, at the Old Palms Casino in Vegas. Mm-hmm. This is what they wear typically. And uh, I wanted to dress up like one of them. You went a little different direction. Do you, if you care to. Sure. This is Elder Goth, Susie Sue, yeah. one of the originals. And I have to say, I have to redeem myself because when I did episode 666, I did my own makeup. And I look, full disclosure, I did it like in a very dark bathroom. Yeah. And my and kids were, were screaming. You were clowned for it. Clowned relentlessly shit on by my goth friends who yeah. I visited in San Francisco months later. Yeah. And they were like, Christina, we have to tell you, they go, you used to do a much better job. Wow. That had to hurt. Did it ever. It stung. Yeah. And so this time I went professional and I hired a makeup and hair and we got it done the right way. And I think this is amazing. Now this looks so much better. You'll be the one telling them. You can fucking try me, fatso. <laughs> I'm a fucking goth. All the way home. What's crazy to me, the first thing, first of all, I was I was deeply troubled when I saw you. I think that sure. was the effect you were going for. Sure. Um, startled. And yeah. I was like, oof. And then my immediate thought was, you know, what's crazy mm. is that this is a costume for you. Right. And that I sometimes see people like this in society who are like, this is just how I live. Every day is Halloween. It's, that's day. what we say in the goth community. Yeah. Every day is Halloween. Uh, wow. But yeah, I think it is. You do have to outgrow this aesthetic at some age yes, to yeah. to assimilate. Um, however, when I do go to elder goth band like co- concerts, like mm-hmm. Depeche Mode or The Cure or Bauhaus, we older goths dress up. But you know what? And, that, and that's it's it's acceptable in the concert is what I'm saying. Looks good at the show for Halloween. It looks great. If you were yeah. if you were doing this every day, I'd be very 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 sad. But yeah. for Halloween. You, you think this would be a sign of severe mental illness if I did it every day? Mm, yeah. You don't think I could take parent-teacher conferences like this? Halloween only. <laughs> so a Halloween only. Halloween comes around. Try it out. You have a fun with it. but <laughs> I can't believe Yeah. I can't believe that my son's misbehaving at school. Yeah, I know. Um, they, they would meet you and be like, oh, I know why he's misbehaving in school. Oh, my yeah. God. This coffee is so good. It's so good. And it's made very, it's very... You might not realize this, but it's the rare time that a non-LGBTQ plus AI person is making it. That's usually who makes every coffee now. In in Austin, definitely. Coffees are made by queers only. But <laughs> but you yeah. are actually having it made by the great Niana here. She does such a great job. Well, Heather She's, Mills is usually the one who does Heather it. Heather does it as well, too. She's yeah. on vacay. But you know what I've noticed? And I don't know if this is accurate. I'm old as shit, so forgive me. But... Yeah. I've noticed that cat ears 
Uh, that's the universal sign for I have pronouns. Ask me my pronouns. I wear cat ears. I right? saw I saw old cat ears uh, <laughs> at a coffee place a few days ago, coming out of the shitter. But it's a yeah. But it's a non. It's it's every gender's welcome. Oh, well, thank shitter. God, yeah. those are my favorite. Yeah, I hate using an all gender shitter. Not because of my deep transphobia, obviously, you know, but because I don't I don't want dudes shitting shit and shit? pissing. They they mess up our bathrooms quite yeah. honestly, and I don't. It's really annoying. I saw I a like video online of a of a dude dressed up, you know, with wig and bra and everything in a women's bathroom with a boner. What? Yeah, yeah. Where? It was online, and and the people oh. and they were video. They're like, yeah. And then they one of the guys. Then they went to like a club. They were in a club, and the guy was like, "You have a boner." Oh my god! And the person was like, well, "He's like, you have a boner right now. Why do you have a boner? You haven't seen it." I'm surprised I have it. That is my wheelhouse. I love yeah. those. Well, I'll tell you what really happened to me. I are. And by the way, beautiful. Like you couldn't tell it was a. It was a beautiful <laughs> woman. <laughs> um. So can I tell? I'll, I'll tell you a story that happened to me IRL in real life, as the kids like to say. God. <laughs> Any hoodles. No, this is a real story. I was in an aeropuerto. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget where. Maybe in Texas. And a, a man was standing in line to pee in the women's bath or to do shit. I don't know, peeing or shitting. I just assume pee. Yeah, did you go, are you going to pee or shit? Well, I wanted to ask yeah. so bad. But here's, here's what's interesting about the social experiment is that we were all standing in line to use the toilets in a women's restroom in the airport. And it was clearly a man standing in line. Wait, not like a man like... Dressed like a man? No, no, a man dressed like a man, like okay. you. It was like you, just a guy who presents male, didn't was not trying to present other than cis male. Just says blech, cis blech, patriarchy male, right? Toxic, mm. and he was just standing there, and nobody in the restroom felt like we could go. Hey, dude, I think you're in the wrong line because a lot of times people are tired, they're dazed in the airport. Yeah. I've done it. I've gone in the wrong restroom on accident. It's happened to everybody so many times. Yeah. Nobody had the courage. I've gone in there too, come and then been like, oh shit, this is the women's restroom. <laughs> yeah, it happens. But I could tell he was dazed, you know, and then eventually he went, oh God, I'm in the wrong restroom. And he left. And all you were like, oh. Everybody, all the women were like, oh good, thank God. I didn't know if I could say anything, which is like, gosh. It's, a, it's indicative of, yeah, the times. I yeah. Understand. I mean, I don't know. I didn't say anything for that exact reason. Because I yeah. was like, what if he is LGBTQIA plus plus minus whatever yeah it happens yeah and i yeah. offend some guy and then the next thing you know i'm on tmz is being transphobic or some shit because i assumed a man mm. who looked like a man had yeah. a dick and was in my restroom I was know. a bad thing I jesus know. louises um well from the cradle bar you ready to start the show ending voice the sun just spinning are you are you dazzled by me when it's i say it's really good uh let's go happy <laughs> halloween everybody let's start the happy show Halloween. is it everything you wanted and needed um, it wasn't everything I, well, it was everything I wanted, but it wasn't everything I needed. Right now, I need some pussy. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. This shit is big time. Who is Randy? Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother to this. Your mom in the fucking stand. Welcome. Cincinnati's own right there. Oh. With Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Christina Pajitsi. Christina Pajitsi. Welcome to your mom's house. Meow, meow, meow. 
That's terrible. Oh my god, Chad is terrifying. Can I? I'd like to make a formal announcement. Wow. Uh, to to everybody out there, yeah. if you're giving out candy, giving out candy for trick or treaters, and you're an adult. Give out only full size candy bars. Ooh. What are you doing? Buying wow. mini stuff for kids. You Seriously. can afford it. You can. You're an adult. Full size. Full size, Tom. Don't, don't get the bite size. That's all we know at the Segura House. I give out full size candy bars, and you should see the look on these kids' faces. When they you get. Go. They're they they're in disbelief. But remember that when you were a kid, you got full size. I guess yeah. They didn't even have the bite size stuff then. Yeah, they did. Did but they? Yeah, and they, they had terrible. Remember, like, the different flavored Tootsie Rolls? Those were gross, too, like lemon-flavored Tootsie Rolls. And Did you ever yeah. have that? Let me see that Tootsie Roll. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that shit. I really don't. I mean, I think we were just all about Kit Kats and Twix. Oh, and Kit Kats are the best. Too, Snickers, yeah. M&Ms. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Full yeah. size. Full size. Only. Yeah. Be cool. Yeah. It was... um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Full sizes, I think that's a lot to ask, but I'm, I'm all for it. Did your parents- Reese's were, Cup. Oh, Reese's Cup, solid. Did your parents ration out your Halloween candy, or were you allowed just to go buck wild and have the bag in your own room? I don't fuck. I remember that, you know, we were like, like any kid, you were just so excited to get back with your bag, and then oh we would empty God. it out. I don't remember them having us ration it out. No, I- feel like I, that would have stuck into my memory. I have vivid memories of high- of having the bag in my closet and eating Tootsie Rolls before school. Yeah, sure. Like it's seven it's in the morning. It's very exciting. It, I think the age that Ellis is now, it's going to even be more exciting because he's going to, he has like, <laughs> he does have self-control, but he also, yeah. you know, can indulge and he's going to be like, oh my God, I've been a candy for a month. Like he's going to be very excited to, to manage candy. his candy. Yeah. Free candy. Just yeah. a surplus of candy. It's amazing. Those dudes, like they go buck wild with candy. That's one thing that there really is. I like, love. Cause I see them with, you know, ice cream or cake or, or bre- go like, I'm good. Yeah. Right. Like they'll, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's very fascinating to watch. They'll take bites and I'm like, you're done? They're like, yeah, I oh, ate yeah. enough. And you're like, wow. But candy's different. It's nonstop. Candy, first of all, because candy a lot of times is in smaller portions. Yeah. There is no like, oh, I'm good. They really go, go off crazy the rails. with it. Yeah. Because our sons have even, I've been like, hey, do you want to go to McDonald's? McDonald's is trash. Yeah. They don't like McDonald's. And then they'll be like, I'm like, you want a milkshake? No. Yeah. Just very unusual for kids. But you're right. Ah. The bag of Jolly Ranchers goes so fast. So fast. So fast. Um, right now I need some pussy. Yeah. The thing I also wanted to talk about, I went to New York the other day and I'm very I'm excited. Sorry, where? New York. I don't, I don't think you're pronouncing that right. The audience doesn't know where you're talking about. Where would, where would they understand? Hello, Jew-dork titties, Jew-dork. <laughs> the fact that you say that to people openly all the time. Yeah. And I watch, I watch their brain go, oh, yeah, yeah, and they're like, what did you say? Like, I see them do it all the time, and they're like, two doors? You know why? Because I'm I'm halfway to dead now. Even yeah. actually, I'm over halfway to dead. That's very true. And I've decided I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to have fun. If it doesn't hurt anybody, I'm just having a good time. Well, speaking of fun. Yeah. I was up in Judor Titties. Hey, and, um, see? Didn't that feel better? I'm just excited to tell you guys. <sighs> People have been asking me. They asked me online. They asked me in person. When is the next YMH Live? And I'm so geeked for this because we did something that we've never done, which is we're making, we're making a special. 
and it's not a stand-up special, but it is a special that is going to come out in December. And it's one of the reasons I flew to New York, to Dork Titties, was to shoot part of it. And we're shooting it. It's the by far the biggest production thing we've ever been involved in. It is YMH to the max. It is, it's very, very special. And uh, <laughs> just know that it's coming in December. We've never done anything like it. There are so many amazing comedians participating in it with us. And I think it'll be the thing that when you see it, I think not only are you going to enjoy it, but it's, um, you're probably going to be like, this is what you guys should be doing. This is awesome. Uh, anyway, it's coming in December. And um, there will probably be something to tease it, show you guys probably end of November, I'm guessing. Um, but it's, exciting it's, stuff. it's very exciting and it's very big. You're going to like the way you look. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> um, Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over. And setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Anyway, I talked to Charo the other day. Yeah, what's um, up with her old bag of bones? Old Charo. Uh, what's up there, Chomo? She, this is your mom's house. <laughs> you don't like it? Tata there, return. <laughs> I talked to her and she's like, so I don't know if you, if you, re, if you recall... It was like a big, big deal for her, and yeah. I understand why, that I booked her a trip to Israel because well, she's going with her brother in November. Not such a good so, place to be these Not true. These so moments. she calls me, and she's like, oh, there's a war, there's a war. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I can't go to Israel. And I go, why? And she's like, because of the war. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought you were going because you want to see where Jesus was born and yeah. you know where he used to hang out at the bars and like die and then all that like... 
now there's a war and all of a sudden you're not a believer. And she's like, well, wait, what if I get hurt? And I'm like, then you're fine. You have God on your side. Like, I don't get it. Anyway, she's trying to back out of the trip. Wait a minute. But, but wouldn't you say that this is actually a test of her true faith? Yeah, absolutely. And I told her that. And I also was just like, you know, if you're not going to go to Israel, don't ever call me again. Sure. Because I paid for this trip. It's already been paid booked. for. It's booked. Um, all you have to do. And so I, I've hired someone to be like a wrangler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I don't care if you tie her up. I don't care if you put a bag over her head. You put her on that plane and you make her go and you make her show that she has faith. Mm. Because another thing I, I told her is like big ups. If you do get hurt, if you do, God forbid, something really awful happens to you. Um, you know, you'll go straight to where you've been wanting to go <laughs> your whole life. So I don't see the, like, I want, I want her to take this trip, you know? That's so true. The Christians are always talking about how awesome it is. It's like Club Med after you die. So yeah. like, what's the delay? I know mm-hmm. God frowns on suicide apparently, but yeah. the logic of that does not hold up. Well, anyway, I want her to go to the front lines and I told her, um, there's no backing out. <laughs> front lines. Yeah, I do. That's a really, can I tell you something? Yeah. yeah. Don't you feel like that would sell? As a tour company, don't they take crazy people to the front lines? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And they let you like shoot at Hamas do, do or whatever. whatever. Do, like, do your thing. Put yeah. a rifle in your I hand. I mean, look, it's a very, obviously, it's a very sad situation. And I think it's, it's, um, it's terrible that we're, you know, all my whole life, obviously, there's always been conflict and, and you want peace. But what I'm saying is this is a non-refundable trip. And so <laughs> I... I want people to be to live, and I want too much. But I'm telling her, I'm like, if you back out of this trip, you're sending me a little more than they let you send on Venmo. So just get ready to sell some shit. Well, and also put a gun in your hand and be useful. Go help. Go help. You're old. Who cares if you check out? Seriously, you're an old lady. Seriously, just pray it away. Pray the stuff away. If it hurts, pray harder. Mm. You know, if you lose a leg. Pray and it'll grow back. I don't know. Just yeah. fucking, I just don't want to hear it. People are such pussies about I booked about the trip this and stuff. now she's like, well, I want to go to France instead. I'm like, France? Mm. Jesus wasn't born in France. Jesus never went to Paris. No. He wasn't like, oh, is the Louvre built yet? Mm. No. He was like working hard, doing his thing, hanging out at the bowling alley in Israel. That's where you're going. I booked you the trip. That's so interesting. What did they do for fun times back then? They just like threw people to lions and stuff. Yeah. And dice. They shot dice a lot and uh, they were gamblers. Yeah. That's what they used to do. Play play the guitar. Did they have guitars? They had lyre. That's medieval period. What the fuck did people do for fun I don't know. I don't know what they did. Drank wine. Yeah, they had uh, wine. We know that because Jesus made it for them. Yeah, and fishes and loaves. Yeah, she's, that's about it. Um, I mean, very retarded. They yeah, didn't even well, have pornography back then. How, How did sad people is that? J their D's. How sad is that to live in an era with no pornography? Speaking of pornography, you did your show in <laughs> that's, uh, that's Las the worst Vegas. <laughs> it's the saddest thing of all. How did people? Well, uh, so I went to Las Vegas a while a few, back. Yeah, and and you had a whole bunch of people come out. Can I tell you the best? So I invited a lot of people to my green room and to come to come to Vegas to keep me company. The greatest guests ever are adult film entertainers. Pierce Paris and Alexis Fox, shout out. They're the best guests. They never ask for free stuff. They don't ask for free tickets. They're just like, hi, I'd love to say hello. They come into the green room. They just sit down. They shut the fuck up. 
They're not it's asking amazing. me a million fucking, how hey, is that crowd? Every <laughs> time like, we've met. How is it that the porn stars, the best people? Adult entertainers. The best. Outside, offset, let's say. Because mm. on set, they're different. But offset, they are the nicest. Yeah. Most well-behaved. Professional. Polite. Yes. I've got, I got asked last time, they're like, oh, you know, all these people want to come to your show. And they're like, oh, they all have tickets. They just wanted to say hi. And then they all come back. And they're like, oh, thanks so much for the show. I had such a great time. Can we take a photo? Blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, thank you. Goodbye. That's and then it. They, yeah. And you're they like, how come my family can't do this? No, my own family, they're always asking for free stuff. No, the worst is my family will text me for your shows. Yeah, hey, yeah. I saw Tom is near me. Can I have, even though it's same. sold out, can I have take? I'm like, no, it's sold out, dummy. Uh, same. And I get my family goes, uh, you're coming, blah, blah, blah. Uh, can we have um, 13 tickets? Oh, my gosh. Like, what? Why? Because all my friend, you know, my friend who owns the fucking real estate company. I'm like, they can't buy a ticket. They own a real estate company. And I know. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they want to bring some of their friends. So can you hook them up? And I'm like, you know, my friends that come on people's fucking faces are a lot more polite than your real estate friends. Way more civilized. Yeah. The guy that can shit out his own balls. Puts his balls in his own asshole. Shits them out. Is shits probably- out his balls. Yeah. And they're entertaining. They have good stories. They come. They're fantastic guests. Jesus Christ! I know it's so disappointing. Yeah. Fuck. They're Are better. You a cum slut? Better than my own family, definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah, they don't heckle. Like my own dad heckled me at the Laugh Factory, like one of the yeah. first times I performed there, and, and he like, brought all these Hungarians, and he heckled at me. He, I said some joke, and he goes, "Yeah, right." My own family. Yeah. They so don't fuck know. that. Y'all are never invited. Here's fuck the lesson. The lesson is invite porn people to your shows. They know how to act. <laughs> they really do. Um, all right. Well, hope you're having a great Halloween. Hope you um, are. Make sure you check those apples for razor blades. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back in a moment. And we are back and so, so excited to welcome uh, to the show for the first time the very funny, the very witty, the very handsome. Very thin, the very wait, not wait. poor. Wait, I'm, I'm Jimmy excited. Carr, everybody, Yay! let him hear it. Huge. He is on very the, happy uh, to be here. Terribly funny <laughs> tour right now. You can get tickets at jimmycarr.com. It is a thrill to have you. Thank you for coming by. I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased to be here. I mean, it's a it's a wonderful show. Thank um, you so much. You know, outing country singer murderers is uh, <laughs> it's God's work you're doing. Where is he keeping those bodies? Oh. Well, and the, how did that start? The, I feel like I'm late to the party, but it was like when you mentioned it in Sledgehammer as well. Yeah. I kind of yes, went, yes. oh, <laughs> how is he not being sued? The, uh, <laughs> don't give him any ideas. Don't say the word. Um, the, I mean, the rumors are that that there's a there's a mass grave in. Tulsa, but we're just, you know. That feels like that could be one of his songs, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk about hiding in plain sight. A mass grave in Tulsa feels like, oh my, I kind of want to hear that. I've talked <laughs> about this in, in meetings and to write. Like, isn't the idea of a megastar who tours the world the best cover ever for a dark, dark, dark? Pr- like, when you think about. You've already said too much. Thank you. Let's wow. talk more about my tour. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's talk more about my tour Jimmy, and the disappearing bodies. Yes. Can I tell you that when you talk 
I just assume you're so much smarter than every other guest we've had. I mean, you probably are. Because there is you... a real health and safety thing here. I feel your wife, there's a very real risk. She may slip off her seat. Oh, I love <laughs> this it. Is, I can I'm feel angry. I feel there's, no, but, Jamie, a, uh, I'm saying you're there's very... a connection here. No, yes. it's not yes. that. It's just I don't want to call him so a cock smart. to his face, but no, it really no, feels like this is that. about to happen, isn't can it? I, I'm just saying that you. I feel like... I feel like Cruella DeVille's making a pass at me. Don't you feel like full retard when he talks? Because he's so much smarter sounding than all of us. I mean, the British accent is... Always go like, oh, this is better. This is smarter. But then his he has a very sophisticated way You're of so speaking, sophisticated. and he is actually intelligent. Because you meet like, hello, that's he, us. Uh, you know, that's me. And I'm that's, the chimney sweeper yeah. next to you. Hello, Jimmy Carr. Welcome to the show. Like I feel like a fucking. You spent a year in Oxford. You're. I mean, you're hiding it so accent. well. No, but listen, you're hiding it so well. Yeah. I kind of think all comics though all have got like though. a. Uh, like if it's how I measure intelligence. Like if people are funny, then they they get it. Somewhat. Then they get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's true. Where where in England are you from? Like where? I'm where, uh, an Irish family, so we're an immigrant family. Um, oh, moved that, in 1970. Well, I mean, everyone. You're not allowed to be that. Yeah, no, you're allowed to be that. Yeah. Well, no, I was born in England, but uh, okay. Irish family from Limerick, okay, which, okay. which is Limerick is it's colloquially known as Stab City. It's quite a rough town. Wow. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty uh, pretty rough out there. So you, you'll probably find some great videos of Limerick. There's well, some, you know what's funny good is that I was uh, <laughs> I was just teeing up a couple of things to show you some Please. of our all time favorite clips and. You know, we love to play master of accents, which is like trying to decipher what people with accents are saying. And there's a couple here that I wonder if they challenge your ability. Oh, well, please, please do. Okay, here we go. And we're here in Clarny because we've been invited by a very special character. I hear he's a local legend and his name is Sham. Sham, look at that. Sham, how are you? Oh, my dear. We're here in Clarny today. Nice to meet you. Are you from Clarny? I'm from Born and bred. Yeah, that'd be that'd be my family on my on my mother's side. You'd think if you had that many teeth, you'd take better care of them. You do, right? When you think like, yeah. listen, I've done yeah. my last three. Yeah. These I are really be... these these guys. Are, he could open a can, I suppose. Um, yeah, that'd be. I remember there was the um, my mother had a, a relative who was only known as Tess of the Mountains. Tess wow. of the Mountains. Tess of the Mountains. I remember her son coming to, to visit us, and these hands like. Like shovels. Yeah. And you know, oh, what, what do you do? I remember they bought like a liter. Right. A liter of Powers whiskey with them. Like to visit, they were coming to stay the night. <laughs> bought a liter of Powers whiskey and we were going, well, that's very generous. It seems yeah. like, oh, nailed it. Right there. Nailed it that night with, with a Chinese wow. takeaway, just like drinking it like it was water. And then here's the wow. thing I was thinking about. The best. Like, yeah, but wow. you go like, what's this, like, he's this age, what has he been doing for the last? <laughs> that's uh, it. Digging turf. Yeah. Digging, don't forget your shovel if you want to go to work. I mean, There's a great singer called Christy Moore, who's who kind of he uh, he's a, like a, quite a legend in Ireland. Christy Moore's worth looking at if you love oh. the Irish accent. Yeah, and a beautiful songwriter, very akin to country music, like it's real stories in the music. Sure. And there's a comedian who I think pound for pound might be he's certainly in the top ten greats of, working in the world today called Tommy Tiernan. Oh, I know Tommy Tiernan. Mm. Tom, like one of the great storytellers. Sure. And he goes to all of these places and plays these bars. He's and, an Irish yeah. guy. Oh, he's one. Yeah, very. Here, it gets a little. I just want to know if, like, if you are just, like, do you, yeah. do you understand what he's saying so far? A little bit, yeah. I mean, is it easy for you to understand that? No, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, he's also mid-stroke, so that's <laughs> that's that's the 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 impediment. There is he's having a stroke, and no one seems to care. 
No one's doing anything. That's very Because how would you, t- if that guy had a stroke, how no. would you even know what are the danger signs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Because you're supposed to look, oh, this is different than, than uh, normal. Is there a little bit of slurred speech? Yeah. 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 How long's how long you had? Uh, Forty years. <laughs> Every morning, all afternoon, and at evening too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Lots yeah. of tourists around. Yeah. It's great. Isn't it? It's great. Give me the job away. Jesus it's almost Christ. like the guy interviewing him cues you, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, that is part of what he said there because he. He, he's understanding part of it, the, the yeah. guy interviewing him, but... But, I mean, Ireland's just... It's so... Because a lot of people kind of come in. I think the American comics come in, they play Dublin, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, we did Ireland. Yeah, and you're Maybe like, Belfast. Yeah. That's what I did. I, did, I travel, did Dublin. It's, it's such a weird thing, because because of the state of technology when those countries were formed, Yeah, the accents change every 20 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never got to move more than 20 miles. Oh. Right. So now you have this thing where culturally, in big cities, like there's five big accents in the UK uh-huh. and they're around these huge towns like Birmingham or Manchester and it used to be there was 30 or 40 accents around the UK but they're coming you know there's the London accent there's the estuary there's the they're bigger wow. Ireland's still got that thing where the the accent changes so like frequently in every yeah. town kind of and it's the phrasing yeah. it's the mm-hmm. uh, and, and okay correct me if I'm wrong but doesn't your accent say so much about like your status maybe your place in the world. Well, bro- broadly speaking, we have class in Great yes, Britain and yes. you have race in America. Mm-hmm. Oh, Although yeah, that's true. I kind of think that they're, you know, I think it's, I, I, I slightly think it's a, the, the rich and poor thing says more than race. Okay. But yes. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting to something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. 
hymns.com slash YMH. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Well, also, too, in England, we, we're huge fans of the 7-Up series. Oh, I mean, it's extraordinary, isn't it? Extraordinary. It's absolutely people, extraordinary. For people that are listening or watching and don't know, this series started many, many years ago where the, there's like a premise to it. Where it's like, show me who you are at... Erasmus. At, uh, at seven. At seven. And I'll year, kind of show you seven. who you will become. Yeah. And so they film these. It's the church thing, wasn't I think it? it's molest boys at yeah, seven. We will, yeah. And I will yes. molest him by the time yes. he's And then yes. that kid will come to the same stuff for many, many right. years, I think is the rest of it. Yeah. Um, he'll come every time he hears church bells. It's a fascinating <laughs> thing. So it follows these children who each have these very distinct personalities at seven years old. And, and you're it's watching. It's sort of the first reality TV. It oh, really, it really so is. is the first. But it was like, it was done. There's one called The Family as well, which is really worth checking out, which is the first ever piece of fly on the wall is a family in Reading uh-huh. and they follow them and they just go to their house and watch them. And it's extraordinary. Really? Like as a piece of like, and it's like an hour, two hours documentary. And the family, they, they'd never done it before. They'd never put the Kardashian style cameras yeah. all around the place and just filmed the family being a family. Mm. And it's really. Well, seven up is crazy because you're watching school seven-year-old children on a schoolyard and, and they each, like I said, you know, some quiet, doesn't really say much, boisterous, you know, shy, but, you know, you, all the full range, the full spectrum mm-hmm. of personalities. And then they go back at 14 and you're like, oh, that's that kid. And, and then at 21 and 20, and so many of them follow, like, you're like, oh yeah, that is the, the kid who was like, I'm going to go to Cambridge. When, he mm-hmm. goes to Cambridge oh, when, and, and, and right he becomes away. a lawyer. And the kid- Well, there was, is a theory on this, which, which is, is interesting, which is um, they did a thing at Harvard mm-hmm. where they basically took a small subset of the class doing MBAs, which are notoriously very difficult. If you know someone that did one, you know, because uh-huh. they will have fucking told They'll you. They'll tell you. But, but More than CrossFitters. Like, they fucking really, MBAs <laughs> really. They're worse, right? Yeah. They're worse, if anything. So at, at, uh, at Harvard, they did this thing where they got these small group of people to write what they were going to do with their lives, to make a plan. Mm-hmm. And they did, like, by any metric, 90% better than anyone else. So it's that thing of, like, being watched makes a difference. Wow. Like the idea that if you go, right, we're going to make a plan with the kids, what you want to do, and sitting down and talking, and that attention and focus and making a plan so makes a huge difference yes. to the rest of your the life. So that thing of, of like, the thing they don't teach you at Harvard Business School is of to make a plan for your life oh my rather God. than just to let Jimmy things... Carr, this is the one lesson I wish someone had taught me. This is fundamental, is that if you don't take control of your life, life takes you. But, wait, I mean, but you you're just also kinda... saying you make things happen or yeah. things happen to you. But aren't yes. you also saying that being watched... Being watched makes a huge difference. So if you say on this show, right, yeah. we're doing a thing in December. Mm-hmm. We're doing a live your mama's house yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. It's happening. Yeah. If you say, right, we're doing that and we're going to do it. Or if you're, I mean, my idea for you, I'm not your business manager. Yeah. I think your divorce should be pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> and it feel like we all yeah. know yes. it's coming, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Well. No, 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 no. He's got yeah, it. Yeah. Go, go, go. Tom. What? No, just, just, no, but that thing of like, I, I genuinely think He's it could so be smart. great. Let him talk. But that, that thing of uh, you being watched it yes. does. Can I, can I tell you, this might be, uh, I might be a reach here, but I, I really believe the other day, um, I, I have a trainer that I work out with all the time. And the other day he, we bring somebody who's like a well, you know, known fitness guy to the workout. 
And my guy who's with me all the time goes, what's going on today? You're fucking like doing more doing, you know, of course. Yeah. And he, he's like, I go, I think it's that he's here. Mm. And I just had like extra juice. Like I was lifting more than I normally lift. And I was, you know what I mean? Like I was performing higher. And I think it's because of the guy's presence that I didn't want to bitch so out true. on. If you, if you want to see yourself really work out, yeah. uh, bring an attractive woman into that gym. Really? Yeah. That's a yeah. great idea for a business. Just have hot chicks either mocking you or praising you, depending on your. And you know what? what? You have to work out naked. That's, I'm going to go ahead and follow Jimmy's advice. And guess what we're going to do, guys? <laughs> and then we're the divorce special the, yeah. follows. The new hot chick gym is opening on Lamar. They do a January. thing. I had a friend that owned a gym in New York, and models uh, got free membership. Really? That's like $10,000 a year for, for guys in the Wall Street models. No, no, That's it's free so for you. That's smart. hilarious. Because, well, I had a friend that used to run, and my friend Scott used to run One Oak. Mm-hmm. You know, One Oak, one, one of a kind. There were loads of them. Never Weirdly. Them. Okay. It's a big club. And he runs Zero Bond now, which is fabulous in New York. Um, and that private members club thing. Anyway, he was like, used to run clubs, and the hot girls would get in for free. Of course they would. They should, yeah. And then he said, well, because they attract the guys, and the world is slightly misogynistic. But he yeah. went, I'm, I'm sorry, but I've never seen a hot girl buy a Jeroboam of champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but dudes will do it, and dudes won't do it on their own. I would love They'll to see- They'll do it when the girl's there. I'd love Smart. to see the girl- I mean, We need Cristal. The girl Smart. who's on the line of being hot go in and be like, I'm here for the- I heard you get free memberships. And they're like, well, no, not, not yeah. everyone gets them for free. There's yeah, certain that, criteria. You know that theory of, you ever heard that theory of, um, it's in, what's it called? The uh, genetic celebrity theory. Uh-huh. Warren Farrell, who's the guy that wrote uh, The Myth of Male Power. It's kind of a little bit toxic masculinity, the book, or it's used for that. But it's got really interesting ideas in it. It's He's the guy that came up with a thing of like, all the dangerous jobs, name a dangerous job, ice road chucker. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, ditch know, digger, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Longshoreman, whatever. Yeah. Anything you could get hurt doing is done by men because their yeah. lives are worth less. I don't oh. quite buy into the whole thing. But he had this great theory in the book, which mm-hmm. is um, genetic celebrity, where super beautiful people, like properly symmetrical, gorgeous models, like have this thing where they experience the world in a very weird way. Sure. Where every, they've never lifted their bag into the overhead. Right. Wow. It's never going to happen. Yeah. And of course, they get to experience what it's like to be a six. Because time. Yeah. So they get to see everything. It's a really interesting story of like they go. That's cool. Oh, I'm becoming, I've bought this invisibility cloak of wrinkles. Right. Right. It's kind of crazy. There's a, there's a speed, like a book about this. This guy, Warren Farrell, the myth of male power, but I wouldn't particularly recommend the book because I think it's kind of, it's a bit alt righty and whatever, but I quite like reading those things that are outside of your really frame of going, oh, that's an important book. It is fascinating to be around somebody who's like a legit 10 and just to watch everybody well, around you talk them. in the special about meeting a model Brad Pitt. yeah 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 and brad pitt well too, meeting yeah. brad pitt i i met brad pitt and angelina once uh-huh. and i'm a straight guy i'm european everyone if you're wondering yeah. european can often be conflated with gay in, in america i find they go they go yeah but he's smoked a few cocks right i mean he's, <laughs> yeah. he sounds very english so no true. not at all but i met brad pitt and angelina <laughs> and angelina you meet quite a lot of women yeah. That attends. Yes. Like in life, you you often will walk in a bar and go, oh, yeah. she's a very attractive uh, young lady. Uh, great. So I met her and Brad Pitt was there. And I couldn't take my eyes off him because I was going, <laughs> you never see a guy that attractive. No. no. You never. It's no. too much power. And, here's and the I thing, don't we, think they can handle it. We, I, what does that do to a man? It's got it. They can't handle it. He seems actually, well, he's had his obviously a full life of like, you know, things that have gone well and, and personal, you know, relationship struggles, whatever. But what I'm saying is you meet this guy. When I met him, 
he was fucking 59 and you're looking at this guy and you're like you're basically like you're a 60 year old man like i've met I think a bunch of 60 year old men benjamin button is a documentary yeah right, right? for yeah. him damn he's been around forever yeah um but my, back to my original point with the seven up series yes. is that there was one one kid that did transcend his class he would remember he was the jockey because i want to be a jockey yeah i want to yeah. be a jockey and then he ends up giving up the dream of being a jockey because maybe financially it's too hard for him right because he's you, you show it shows him he's taking care of the horses but then i don't imagine his family is that the one who ended up a taxi driver exactly yeah. and then he does I the knowledge you met the guy i met the guy yeah he was, Where, how'd you meet him yeah he's in the back of the camp stop I was in the back of the cab. I met him like six months ago. And you, did, you, did, you, guy. did you put it on immediately? Like, no, I, I got in. He went, he went, uh, he went, hey, uh, Jimmy from the TV. Yeah. I said, yeah. Uh, he said, I was in, um, I was on the TV. <gasps> right away. Seven, my yeah. whole life. No fucking way, such an interesting man. guy. We had such an interesting ride. So really? what's his life like? Tell me. He's good. He's a, ca- a cab driver. So he's yeah. very garrulous, yeah. very talkative. I mean, maybe slightly more so with me, but. I think he just enjoys it. That thing of like being a cab driver is a pretty great job. Well, that's the thing in America. People don't understand that the knowledge, the knowledge is not like you actually, it's a skill you must learn the roads The knowledge is one of the most difficult exams in the world. I've always referred to it as university for working class people in London. So it was that thing of like, if you were bright and you wanted to make money, you did the knowledge. So you learn, you have to learn every single street of London. You're examined by police officers. Like there was these three retired police officers that examined you and gave you a, like shit talk to you and gave you a fucking tough time because they were testing not just your knowledge, but your demeanor. Oh, so it was this idea cool? that they would like go, this guy's a fucking idiot. He's never going to fucking do it. Go on. How do you get to Bow to whatever, Brick Lane? You know, and you have to name every street, left, right on this street, right? You'd have to memorize That's the how you get the. That's how you get to drive deal. a black cab. So when you're it's in London, yeah. when you're in London, do not take an Uber. Only yes. ever take black cabs. They're the best. And the guys, if you go, do you know anything about the history of London? Oh. Most of them do another thing where they learn a bit about the history or they'll just know. Wow. You'll go, well, yeah, tell me a little bit about and it. And this is you waving down the cabs? Like, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, waving down. They've got an app where you can just oh, free you can now, where you can okay. get it on an app. Holy shit. They've got, but they've done that work. So cool. book them. You know who else has so done that cool. work? And what's your favorite thing about Clarny? <laughs> Jimmy Carr my best thing. Jimmy Carr is my favorite comic. Oh, he just said it. I think Jimmy Carr. I think you did, yeah. Good player. I love it. Tony Blair. Kalani is... Oh, have you been to Kalani? No. no. The Ring of Kerry done that whole thing? Jesus, uh-uh. it's nice. It's no. so nice. Really? Yeah, because you can tour. People don't realize, like I was saying that earlier, if you go beyond the pale, beyond Dublin... Um, the world of Ireland, like there's so many towns where you can just go and put on a show. Yeah, I mean, cool. Cork is incredible. Well, I've heard yeah. of Cork. Cork is. Oh now, let me. I, I want to ask you this. in Cork is, yeah. Yeah, I know. Because you were talking about Tommy Tiernan being this, you know, he is a phenomenal storyteller. Oh. You are like pure and my, a pure joke writer. Joke to joke. Joke to joke. Yeah. So was that, because sometimes people change from when they started. Were, did you start like started that? Started like that. Like I mean, that. it's like, I think, and I loved storytellers. Yeah, I was like obsessed by this guy Billy Connolly, who's kind of the yeah, British, of course, oh, yeah, the British Connolly. George Carlin. Everybody they came yeah. up around the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. similar trajectories. He came from being a DJ, came from being a musician. Yeah. So Billy Connolly was in um, a band with uh, um, uh, Rafferty. Mm-hmm. You know the guy that went on to Steelers Wheel, stuck in the middle with you. No, oh, he was yeah, in, Billy Connolly was in a band called the Humble Bums, playing on stage. Wow! And then they would talk between songs, uh-huh. and then the talking became longer, and the songs became shorter. Uh-huh. Eventually, mm-hmm. he became a stand-up. But was the first person to go out and book big rooms in the UK and go, it's just me. That's wild. Huge in Scotland, yeah. The big yeah. yeah. Amazing. Back to the cab driver. Hold on. I just have to know know one thing because it's making me crazy. Is he still married to the lady? Because they had rough times, but then they 
made up? Does, is he still married? I we didn't cover that. I'm God so damn sorry. It. I'm, I'm desperate to know. There'll be another one. There'll be a catch up. All right. He's got to wait six years. By the way, he's got to be 60s? 102. Yeah, yeah 102. <laughs> um, he's 102. So because, oh, so you did start that way. Yeah, so I, joke. I think it's a weird thing where uh, I was chatting about this the other day, like a great tragedy in life. Some people live and die and never get to hear their own voice. Yeah. <laughs> and stand-up comedy, when you when you think about it, it's like you finding your voice. Oh, yeah. finding Who your voice. Who are you sure. on stage? Yeah. yeah, tells you an awful lot about you. Oh. And you kind of, I think comics leak. Like I just tell jokes on stage, dumb yeah. jokes. I very rarely tell a stu- t- true story. I've got like one true story in the new show that I'm touring, which will be the next Netflix. But the, it's mainly just jokes, and yet I leak. Yeah. You watch anyone, watch any joke comic, you watch find out who Dimitri they are. or Zach yeah. or anyone like for an hour. And afterwards you get a real sense of, yeah, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet they'd be like, yeah, great. Unless it's a great way to describe it too, is to leak. You're yeah. leaking out who you are. It's like, I've seen your specials, right? I've yeah. Seen you. Yeah. you watch people and you kind of go, I, I mean, obviously there's nowhere to hide when it's a podcast, when it's this long and this much chat, yeah. but just watching the stand up, I've got a really good take on who you are, who Bert is, yeah. who, who <laughs> people really are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless they're the sociopaths like Bill Cosby. Well, there's a few. There's Very a few, rare, though. And it's I do, interesting. I could smell that way before. Really? Could you really? Oh, please. No, no. I just. I'm curious. Well, he's I could preaching, preaching, the preaching is, a, is preaching a to Eddie Murphy about what you should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking, fucking weird. Dick Gregory's the man. Bill Cosby can yeah. fuck off. Yeah. yeah. I think the um, the interesting one too is we always talk about how the ones who are adamant about being clean are the spookiest. <gasps> they're the darkest because their whole act is just like, you know, when the cookies are too hot and you burn your hand, you're like, God damn. And like the, their whole their whole thing is just like very, very family friendly. And then you meet, like you, we know them because we they're comedians. You hang out with them and you're like, you're dark as shit, you know? Why don't yeah. you turn, take a little bit of this authenticity to the stage? And they're like, well, no, I like no, that no. thing about not having any, it strikes me that what you do, especially on the podcast, but really live as well, yeah. is you've got, the barrier between who you are mm-hmm. and what you bring the audience. So you treat the audience as friends. Yeah. And I think you get all of that back. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they, go, they go, oh, he's not, he's not going, oh, I'll tell this joke in the green room, but this isn't for Gen Pop. Right. Right. For sure. It's like, it's really nice. It's, it's a real intimacy to laughter. There like is. if you think about what we're doing. Yeah. We're letting people go in our heads and we're going in their bodies. Yeah. Whoa. We're changing their physiology. We're changing their, their vagus nerve Dude. is like, uh, like we're changing it. They're yeah. laughing, but they're releasing dopamine and, yes. and, and serotonin and they feel fucking great after the show. They do. And, yeah. they're, they're, and, and it's performative, right? Yes. Being in an audience is performative. We think we're the only ones performing because we're dummies. There's that thousand, two thousand people out there what? and they're all performing. Right. It's, it's fucking great. Being Which is why like when you're, it's, there's no much more, there's no more fun feeling than being in a hot crowd. Yeah. A crowd yeah, that goes like, you can see it like as the show starts. Like, when we're here it, for this. Whether it's oh, a yeah. tiny club or a huge Doesn't event matter. arena, yeah. it's all good. And that thing about like comedy, I don't think it's about edgy versus non-edgy. Because I think mainstream comedy, observational comedy, the stuff that Jerry Seinfeld does, has changed discourse. It changes society because actually it pushes that Overton window of what you can and can't talk about within relationships. Mm. You know, it used to be people couldn't talk to their partner openly about, you know, whether it's, you know, I think the thing at the moment, a lot of people talk about depression on stage. Yes. And it feels like comics got to that three, four, five years ago. Yes. Talking openly about depression and there's the, the great shows, great kind of uh, one woman, one man shows and stand up bits. And then it kind of comes to the mainstream. We're always slightly ahead of the curve and pushing it, pushing That's it, true. pushing it and giving people the language where they can, oh, sweetening the pill. You laugh about it a little bit as you go. True. And gatekeep, uh, where the... The line keepers too. 
at least in this country, I think of speech because that speech got real fucking tight during COVID. And yeah. um, I think it's nice that we're restoring, I think, more well, freedom the, of speech. Thing, I see it coming back. The podcast back. I love because you go, there's no gatekeeper. Right. Yeah. Stand up. There's no gatekeeper. If you have a gatekeeper, then you can get canceled. Yeah. But without a gatekeeper, you just go, no, no, this is, this is this what is free it. speech sounds like. Yeah. As long mm-hmm. as we're broadcasting, everyone can speak freely mm-hmm. and disagree. And the idea of like, if you want to see where power is, who can't you criticize? It's Voltaire. Yeah. Fancy. Right. Voltaire, first mention on the show. Wow. I told you he was smart. It's not just the accent. Yeah. Fucking Cambridge. This guy knows his stuff. Hi, Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Well, Canada. <laughs> Who can't you criticize? Canada is, is having podcasts be get yes, registered Trudeau now. Trudeau is making you register like, your podcast. Yeah, with the, with the same, in line with, this, with like radio stations and television. So it's like the setting up a potential to like, censor. Really, the, the censorship people, they are just so fucking far behind. The I guy's know. trying to go, what words can, can I, look, Carlin did this in the 70s, right? The words you can't say on television. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. He hit this early. Oh, and the yeah. Idea, you go, the medium is the message. The medium of podcasting, the medium of stand-up comedy is total fucking freedom. Yeah. And why are people drawn to that? We're having a golden age of comedy at the moment. Yeah. Yes. Comedians Crazy. are filling arenas in a way that bands aren't because bands are being fucked by the businesses. So you oh, don't have yeah, to buy the dude. album anymore. You, you listen to the single and then the algorithm tells you what the big song is and you just listen to that. And there's this, there's this great quote, um, Bowie said it, you know, it's going to be like turning on a tap, turning on music. He yeah. said that in the 90s. So right. Yeah. And then Jarvis Cocker from Pulp said yeah. music's going to become like a scented candle. Mm. And it often is, even if you love music, I fucking adore new music. I listen yeah. to everything. And sometimes you put on a playlist and you don't know who's singing. And you yeah. go, this is a great song. I love this song. Yeah. Don't know who it was. Don't know who created it. Could, I could sit next to them in a bar. I wouldn't know. I know. That's kind of sad. Yeah, it, it is sad, sad. yeah. But and also, comedy, you, we, kinda, you feel like connected. If you're over a certain age too, you too. were raised on just an album. You would get an album yeah. and listen to the album. And that's- I remember some of my the, favorite albums, shit. albums I bought, listened to. Yeah. Ah, Bit disappointed. Well, but, and, I, but I'm 20 bucks in. Right, yeah. right, right. So I guess I'm listening again. And but, then by the third time you go- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah, but no, but but now it, it really is just about the single. Like they people people don't really <sighs> reference like, oh, have you heard this album? They just it's about a hit that streams I, and, and that, movies that's it. now. When was the last time you saw a real movie as opposed to something with goodies and baddies? Oh, for that's yeah. a kids' sake. film. Yes, that's a kids' film. Yeah, like a, a a film that takes you on some type of journey emotionally. Yeah. that has like a, a real arc to it. You look at what's out. A lot of times you're like, this is all bullshit. It's all bullshit because it's profitable because it's, it's got a foundation of being profitable in the past. So they just yeah, remake they just, the same shit. Yeah. And also where they I know, don't take risks at all. No, studios. there's no more. And also what I noticed, like just in the airports, like coming back from Vegas this week, sorry, three weeks ago mm-hmm. <laughs> is the joys of conformity. Right now we're in a very conformist um, era. And I think a lot of that is due to the criticism on social media that a young person gets. Like imagine being weird in high school now and then a litany of comments of what a piece of shit weirdo you are. There's no freedom to be weird. I tell you what I'm not worried Oof. about in comedy. I'm not worried about censorship yeah. and I'm very worried about self-censorship. Yeah. People not making the joke or not saying the thing. I mean, you guys are so fucking ballsy on the show to talk about stuff, to show stuff and go, ah, we, the, our listeners know we're good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But any moment of it could be clipped up and there could oh, be yeah. a cancellation oh, or whatever. It's you, like, you know, you talk about some dumb cunt at American Airlines just making you gate check your bag and then people get 
all fired. You're a good. I'm a good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the people but you you, know, yeah, you listen. Yeah. You call out dumb cunts when you see them. I fucking do. Yeah. 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 Stupid bitch. Stupid bitch. So uh, <laughs> uh, you hear understand what this guy's saying? Dan, what does the reopening of the pub mean? Joe, to you? I want you to listen to Joe. Does it mean the party because I ended the drink with the last two years? I mean, Dan, I kind of get. <laughs> Okay. okay, Dan, I'm with. <laughs> what, what does the reopening of the pub uh, Joe. in Coombe mean to you? Well, it means a lot because we keep up the tradition of the singing and music and everything like that. And we have dancing and everything. That's a little bit of that over dancing. We have uh. sets and tangos and sambas <laughs> and... <laughs> I do love the sheep, though. and... Uh, uh, oh, is he right? Do you be able to go back to just where I want to What was that? So, if he's there, the bigger question if he's there, where in the are the pub, teeth? Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> are the billy goats just walking across the bridge? Are they just with impunity? I don't know. That seems crazy. Yeah. That does seem crazy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, Did I you don't know. That? I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about his mother. I don't know about any anything about her interest sexually in bullfrogs. But. There's definitely a connection, isn't there? There's definitely something going on. There what is, is going yes. on? Yes. Yeah. It started very well. The first three sentences, absolutely the, no problem. Yeah, no problem. But then, so this actually <laughs> makes me, this actually feels good to us because yeah. you always go, sometimes, you know, we'll play clips. It'll be an Australian guy and then the Aussies will write in. They're like, yeah, how do you not understand? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. It's like yeah. My ears aren't, you know, trained to it. I think sometimes though you need to tune in. Yeah. I, I find yeah. sometimes with American crowds, like sometimes like the first couple of jokes, they're like just tuning in. They yeah. get it, but it like takes a beat. Yes. It's like that thing. They're of, translating. I had friends from the north of England that mm-hmm. had like problems getting booked in North America or like to, you know, chatting about getting yes. something away. And they're, oh, I don't know if people already go for your accent. Yeah. Like people don't know Peter Kay here. Right. Uh, and they don't know John Bishop. Don't know, or, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Peter Kay is probably the biggest comic, biggest selling comic in the UK. People no don't shit. Know yeah. He's doing like uh, an arena tour where he does- what? An arena every Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday night uh, for Dang, three years. Homie, this three years? Yeah, three years. Fifteen thousand seater twice a week. For Peter, three years. Peter K. Oh, People don't know him outside, up. and he's northern. You look it up. But then you watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, and everyone's got a fucking northern accent. Yeah, and then you watch Lord yeah, of the Rings. Everyone's the got a northern fuck? accent. This West is Peter Country. K. This, this Peter guy. K. Yeah. All right, Peter. He's a very nice guy. He's Jesus a, he's a Christ. Sweetheart. He's the biggest comic in the UK by some margin, I would say, ticket sales wise. But really? full disclosure, whenever I watch uh, an English show, I do have to subtitle because really? I just want to like I watch the Stick on a clip of Phoenix Knights. The Phoenix crane. Knights was his big. Uh, I do with the crane. With the, the with the crown. The crane. The crown. You have to say crane. I do like I do like a bit. Of the How crane. come? Why? So do the Royals just have their own dialect, or is that like a super upper 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 crust accent? What is the Brit- the royal accent? Are the royal family posh is your question. Well, like... And this seems borderline retarded. It is retarded. It is retarded. Oh, the royal family... I remember once playing... Uh, I did a gig at Buckingham Palace, and uh, it was like for the Jubilee. So it's like... <laughs> That's 200, a biggie. 250,000 people in front of you. Jesus and then a lot more people watching at home. So, and the Queen is there. Like, she's in my eye line. Yeah. And I say, look, everyone backstage is, is really nervous because we're going to meet royalty later on, and... You know what's the etiquette? And then I looked at the Queen and just went, "Just call me Mr. Carr." That's hilarious. And then five hours later, we're backstage. I like we're not backstage. We're in Buckingham Palace having a drinks thing. Yeah. And I get a tap on my shoulder. Yeah. And it's Prince William, and he goes, "Mr. Carr." <gasps> 
very sweet. But the reason sweet. for that story is yeah. we're walking back afterwards and I'm with Ed Sheeran, who I know a little bit. And we actually, there's a couple of stories here. I'll tell you raw stories. So we're walking back to the palace and Ed Sheeran goes, this house is fucking amazing. How, mu- how much money has the queen got? And I went, motherfucker, she's on money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's, she's on, on money. She, yeah, pull, money. Out, pull out a bill. All right, I'll get the funny bit of the Wait, story. So but, but, we're, with, we're with Stevie Wonder's there with us, right? Uh-oh. And we all have to go back on. Motherfucker a, can see. Go a, ahead. A mm. cu- curtain call at the end. Uh-huh. So this is where it gets to. So we have to do a curtain call and they're singing the national anthem. Very patriotic. Um, and we're walking back on the stage and Stevie Wonder's just in head, uh, ahead of us with his uh, hand on his guy. And he goes, I don't know this fucking song. And I go, it's on prompt. It's on auto cue. <laughs> and he goes, motherfucker. <laughs> and then he gets out his harmonica just for me and Ed uh-huh. and riffs over the top of the, the national anthem just for us. Just, wow. just as a little treat for us. What a guy. Wow. What a guy. I didn't realize until recently Stevie Wonder was, you know, the happy birthday song. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday to you. It's about Martin Luther King. And oh. that was part of the, um, he was part of the, the whole uh, movement to have MLK Day. I didn't realize oh. he was such a huge part of that. No, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Incredible. I didn't, I didn't know that isn't she something's about his daughter. I think people always play that for like their oh. girlfriends. And- Sweet Caroline is about having a baby. I didn't know that either. And it's about his friend had a baby and it's about that that baby. Wow. Like being thrilled with it. Yeah. Born in the um, USA is anti-Vietnam. Get, when you get booked though. We all knew do that. They, so. do they, <laughs> sorry. No, because we're, we're talking here. Yeah. So Wait, Jimmy, yeah. I have a no, question. No, 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 no. Let men. Is it about seven up again, Jesus? But, but about the English Can accent. You? Listen, about the monarchy, their accent though, like what is, is that just like so insular because they, they don't talk like anybody else in London. No, so what fuck, what is that fucking accent? That's a receipt. That's how I they mean, say everyone it used too. to speak like that. They go, look, what's up with our fucking accent? Yeah. Are they literally only taught that, that accent is what I'm saying. Like, do they, they do, I think they're surrounded by those people. Just right? those posh. I guess. It's just the poshest accent. Yeah. It's pretty posh. Does it have a word? Like, is it, is it called like the Very poshest posh. ass accent. Like yeah. what the fuck is it called? Posh motherfuckers. It's Yo. always those, it's strange with the British accent because there's certain like, uh, like spellings of things that are there to catch you out. Yeah. So like Gloucester. Yeah. Man wearing is mannering and there's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Gloucester, Leicester square. It's, yeah. So then if it's not Gloucester, Worcester, Worcester sauce, all those things of like, if you got it wrong, but a giveaway. There's something I yeah. love that Brits say that you never hear Americans say. It's just, I mean, just this word is shall. I shall. I shall. You'll never hear ever. I can say we say Fortnite a lot more than I you like as well. Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. I I like Fortnite. You like Fortnite. You know why? Why? Because I feel super smart when I'm like that's two weeks. I know yeah. that from Shakespeare. <laughs> I learned that. So, Jimmy, just excuse it is her. right. A Fortnite is two weeks. Y- y- yes. Yeah, Jimmy, but a lot of motherfuckers don't Jimmy, know that. Please forgive her. So, um, <laughs> does your mother have a question about her? Don't be retarded. So, um, <laughs> hello, governor. Here's the thing I wanted to ask. So this happens to all of us for different for different gigs, you know, um, where you're getting booked for something and they go like, hey, when you do something that's like for the British royal family and also for 250,000 people and millions at home, but you're also like, I know what yeah. you're like on stage. Do they go, hey, man? Or do you just <laughs> intuitively go, I'll, I'll not, I'm, I'm not going to talk about the queen's pussy. Like, yeah. do you <laughs> just go, don't worry? Or, oh, do, they, was or there, do they say, I was there please? Like doing like a, three minute thing uh-huh. while they changed the drum riser for Grace Jones singing in a hula hoop. Uh-huh. It was crazy. I mean, it was a crazy kind of afternoon, but yeah, they, you know, be a professional. Also, yeah. if you want to be a badass, yeah. don't take the gig. That's what they I'm saying. Me three days yeah, before yeah. I went, do you want to come to this thing at the palace? Yeah. 
Chorus, fun. Or if I get sat next to the queen at lunch, fucking talk about nice stuff. Sure. Don't talk about a pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do (laughs) have lunch with the queen on on the regular. I like Camilla a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. Very fun. Really? Genuinely very fun. A great sense of humor. He is being serious. Great sense of humor. You fucking have. She's 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 genuinely. She's, she's I'm so into the monarchy. Really fun, like likes stand That's up. what I hear. Likes fun, likes jokes, likes drinking, like just a f- good time. Can I can I tell you why? Because uh, I'm deep into the history of whenever it's believed that her family growing up they were very loose, they're very wealthy, whatever, and mm. they would just sit around and have parties and talk. And she's very, mm. she was raised essentially to be what and like a nice social gracious person and she's she's universally loved apparently when you meet her you're just charmed yeah she's she's nothing but good now news. what about old dudsy's the husband though oh charles is great fun. Char- charles fine Char- charles is like a genuinely kind of a polymath if you meet him i don't even know what that word is but no, knows an awful lot okay so he's been at a lunch and a dinner every day of his adult life right since he was whatever a kid. i heard he skips yeah. a meal to stay thin. he does yeah but yeah. his thing of like going uh he sat next to the most interesting guy in the room at every dinner right so That's his cool. breadth of knowledge it's kind of like that thing of like, he just talk about anything and he goes, oh yeah, I know a little bit of that. And he was so far ahead of the curve mm. uh, in terms of going, it's very rare to have an Irish guy, this, this pro-royalist, but he was so far ahead of the curve in terms of like non-GM and being good to the environment and, you know, all these kind of talking to plants. He was kind of viewed as a joke mm. in the 80s and 70s talking about the, the environment all the time, which yeah. we know about the environment and things. But he runs a, ma- I mean, he's a farmer, really. He's really into that stuff. Mm. Now, what about... I'm going to bring them up. Sure. Old Megsy, Maggie and... And Harry. Yeah. Harry. Yeah. I don't know how well Harry that's... Styles and no. What about, what about Maggie and Harry? And how, what's I, the sentiment? What's the pulse in the UK about them right now? I don't know. It seems... She's a right cunt. <laughs> it good? seems very... I mean, it's my joke about her. I think it's a pretty good joke. I said Meghan Markle is, of course, a lifelong feminist, <laughs> which she's demonstrated by marrying a prince and giving up her job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, his th- the big thing Harry's done, which is brilliant, is the Invictus Games, which is this thing with injured servicemen where it's a bit like the Paralympics, yeah. but specifically for servicemen and giving them kind of a, a, a platform where they can perform uh, physically and compete, and it's it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, that's cool. But Invictus is from the Latin, not a victim. Oh, I like and that. It strikes me that he, the the card he's playing is yes. I'm a victim, oh, and you go, right. yeah. no, yeah. Yeah. you're not a fucking victim. <laughs> what are you know. talking about? Sure, d- d- what? Yeah, like whinging about I can't get police protection when I come back to Britain or something. I, I, man, cry me a river. But he's not in the royal family anymore, and that's only given to the royal family. You just have to pay for your own fucking security. If you're I, not working, why would they give you protection? I, it's I, logical. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I listen. I wish them well. I hope he has a great life and. I hope, he, I hope she has a great life. Ooh, they seem like nice that's people. That's the British version of Bless Your Heart. It is yeah. British I wish Bless Your Heart. Well. Yeah. Let's go fuck yourself. Yes, yeah. it yeah. is. It's totally No, but is. listen, yeah. he's off doing his thing. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure I need to be told. But also what people say when they break up, they're like, yeah, I hope she's great. And I hope she has a very, very happy yeah. future. I've got a whole bit about in the show fuck about uh, the sometimes, sometimes in life. Yeah. You, um, you have to apologize. But yeah. what you want to say is fuck you. Yeah. yeah. And there's a phrase for that. I'm sorry you feel that way. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know what you mean. Yeah. They know what you mean. They can't touch you for it. Right. I'm sorry you feel that yeah. way. Yeah. I'm sorry if what I said made you off. feel a certain way yeah. too. I'm sorry if what I said yeah. that was entirely fine yeah. made you feel like a dick. That American you are. Airlines, you fucking cunt. Yeah. 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 Jimmy Carr, can I ask you another retarded question? 
Sure. When you meet... I don't think you couldn't. Oh, oh I can't, yeah. <laughs> That'd be the more interesting thing. <laughs> okay, so when you're meeting the royal family for the first time, are you briefed on how to curtsy? Do yes. you bow? They, they, who, how does who it, briefs how does a guy comes in, uh, an ecury comes in before and says, "A what? Ecury? What's an ecury? Uh, pers- ecury is the word." Personal to the okay. royalty, um, and you would say, uh, "Say, ma'am." Ma'am rhymes with jam. Okay, not mum because they say mum. Mom, 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 yeah. So women are always. Um, it's been, I, I would say, well talked about that women are supposed to curtsy and everything. But what what do they tell a man when yeah, you're so, meeting so a woman? So I've never actually heard. You know what I mean? Like behavior, greeting wise. Yeah, don't, don't, um, I don't know, don't turn your back. I think that's meant to be, you're not meant to turn your back on the king or something. Uh-huh. Uh, what about the queen consort? I was told not to, not to sit on the throne. Oh, We went to a yeah. party at Clarence House uh-huh. <gasps> and I was told you not to, to sit on the throne. House. And then me and a guy called Jeremy Clarkson went and sat on the throne and took pictures. The, the top gear guy? <laughs> of course we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were pretty hammered, though. Yeah, sure, that's different. In fairness to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, yeah. So, so don't turn and don't your back. don't say, like, what's up, dog? Or can, can you say that to the You king? can say, what's up, dog? <laughs> you can, yeah, that's, that's actually, that's the that's first thing. That's what I told her I want to say when I yeah. meet the cat. She's like, you'll meet him one day. Where's, your, where's, no. where's my dog's at? Yeah, where my dog's yeah, at? Yeah, no, no. Remember we said when you meet him, you have to go, hello, governor. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, she was like, you would not disrespect him like that. I go, sure I would. It, it, it doesn't have the same effect on me. It's not it's like a, I was raised there. There is a weird thing where everyone says that. Yeah. And then yeah. they meet them because like, it's the station that they have. It's the it's the heritage. It's the head of state. I mean, a lot of people are like anti-royalty and saying we should get rid of those as the head of state. Sure. But as opposed to what? What right. do you want to put in their place? Because right. there is like a ceremonial role where someone kind of sketchy can come and visit the country mm-hmm. and they meet the royals. And it's kind of a way of dealing with that where it's not politicians and politicians now there's no statesman right everyone's on a four-year cycle of trying to get re-elected 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 no one's making plans for the future or talking to people or you know that level nations need to talk to each other so there is kind of a role they play there for sure there is um i was i was in i mean this is like there's certain things you know certain things like in stand-up when you're on stage that you say it right now after something happens, you can never duplicate that moment again, right? Like yeah. a line in a moment. Oh, yeah. And I happened to be in Dublin on May 5th, or the day of the coronation. Right. And I opened, like opened at three arena with right. fuck the king. Like that was my opening line. Right. And I almost couldn't get to the show. The ovation... <laughs> And the the singing, the singing was like a, like a like a uh, football uh, mat. It was it was so crazy that I I turned back to the the guys off stage and I was like because they were just like like they were singing like okay. We so mat. I did a thing in Dublin. I recorded a Netflix special there, uh-huh. and the crowd was so hot. Yeah, like the crowd like on their feet clapping as you walk on. And I thought I need to take a little bit of heat out of this crowd. I got, I got them at it's a too, ten. Yeah, I need yeah, them at a seven much. for a call. Seven eight. Yeah, for a call. They can't be clapping on everything. Yeah. So here's how I I took them out. I said. Uh, I said, I, I, you know, I don't know a lot about Irish politics, but I just think we should have one island united and they're on their feet and going fucking oh, nuts. No. One island united under British rule. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole place yeah. blew up and they all get in yeah, of course. fucking with us. They yeah. all know I'm Irish I mean, anyway, yeah. but it was like under British rule. Bang. Yeah. As an opening line. Yeah. And then it just kind of comes down a little bit. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Yeah, everyone. We good? all joking. Yeah. Okay. Damn, yeah. I mean, the damn. Irish crowds when you uh, Dublin when it's right is so fucking great. I gotta go there. Yeah. 
You gotta go. You gotta try. I think that's the the secret sauce on comedy. When you're, I don't know how many years in you are. I'm like 25 years in. The travel. I'm 40 countries now. So I'm 250 gigs on the year. Yeah. Australia, New Zealand, Canada, whole of Europe, everywhere. You're always going. But that thing of, it's so fun to go to new places. It is so fun. And also you have, I don't know if you experienced the same thing coming over here, but there is that thing, like I did the international legs last on my, on my tour. Mm. So, you know, I did all of North America. And then the final thing was do Australia, New Zealand. I did a little Latin America and then I did Europe. And there's this thing every time where you arrive in a new country, a part of you goes like, is this going to work here? But it's yeah. exciting because you go like, it, it's a little bit of extra anxiety that you go, how are they going to receive me? Right? Because yeah. I played Paris recently yeah. and I thought it's just going to be expat British guys. Yeah. And that was 90% French. Yeah. And it was fantastic. But and I they had understood to, you? I had to take it down a bit. You have to slow, you learn mm-hmm. too that there's different levels of fluency. E- even like, so they're like, if you go to Norway, you can talk like you're talking right now you don't have to like there's there are countries where they're 98 percent fluent in english and then there's countries where they go no no they'll have it'll be good and you're like and then you can just tell on st- like i when i did greece i did athens yeah i just i did the same act but i just slowed the pace down a little bit and mm. that worked i couldn't i couldn't talk like this like this you know same if you talk like that you could tell that people were just missing so you just dial it down the speed yeah, the speed of it down a little it's bit. Like, but it's it's a conversation. Yeah, it's like Ron White said to me once in the green room. This is so. This good. is the best comedy advice I've ever gotten. Go on. He goes, Christina, if you're doing bad, slow down, and if you're doing good, slow down. <laughs> Just like, slow down. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like you're right. What's yeah. the hurry? He's yeah. fucking great. He's a guy, like, you know, Peter K or Tommy Tina, that wouldn't be very well known here. He's like a guy in the UK. No one's heard of Ron White. Oh my god. Because he never traveled. He. Yeah. I think oh, in yeah. the same era. Like we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, right? No yeah. one's inventing the thing single-handed. Yeah. So the idea of going and playing the Far East and going and playing Eastern Europe and playing Germany, whatever, you know, the places that I will go and play, yeah. I'm not the first in. It's always like there's a few people who have done course. it all and there's an audience there. And, and now you can look on, you know, YouTube and, and Spotify or whatever and see where you're played. Sure. It's great. It's right? pretty crazy. I know. Right before I did the European tour, um, Ron and I, I took him to a basketball game. So he's like, so where are you going? And I was like, well, I'm starting the European tour. He's like, like, like London. I go, no, no, like all of Europe. And he was like, really? <laughs> and I go, yeah. He goes, like, where's your first show? And I go, Budapest, Hungary. And he was like, Budapest. And I go, yeah. He goes, people are coming. And I go, yeah, it's sold out. You know, and it's the two whole, cities. The whole night, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. The whole night, he was like, we were just sitting there watching the game. He'd go, Budapest. <laughs> There's people going in Budapest? And yeah. I was like, yeah, man. And then he was I like- I find that thing of like the more obscure place you go as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so weird. So, and like if you play in New York, I'm doing Carnegie Hall later in the year. Yeah. And they'll have a great time. Yeah. But everyone at that show had other options that night. They had 50 options. Oh, yeah. So many great yeah. options, yeah. right? Yeah. They'd like, oh, okay. I could have gone to the Knicks game. I'm genuinely I want to go, Broadway. thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But sometimes when I play Budapest, they go- you're very lucky to have me here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's nothing else going on this week. Yeah. 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 And yeah. to your point, remember when Michael Jackson was so out of fashion in America and then he would go over to Eastern Europe and yeah. they're like, Michael, we love you. Like, yeah. well, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's we fucking communist country. Nobody's well, coming here. Yeah. Or post-communist. Because we haven't heard the allegations. too. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson, RIP. God. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember? Great the, man. Did sing, did a little dancing. Little Good little guy. Dance. Remember the Martin I can Gashira? do a brilliant Michael Jackson in person. 
impersonation. Love oh, it. Let's hear it. I just need a small kid that can keep a secret. <laughs> <laughs> can we? You know, our, our boys just left. <laughs> <laughs> they were just here. Uh, uh, remember Martin Bashir's interview with Michael? It can like, it, you can't find it, I don't think, anymore on YouTube. It was in the 90s. And Martin was like, you've done nothing to your face. You claim that you've not had anything done to your face. And he's like, no, of course not. People lie. People are and so the, insensitive. And, and then, then like, the big hand comes out. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, now? You can't do anything with the hands, can you, Michael? There's some big hands. Some big hands. God, it's so we it's I so mean, weird. And at that point, when Martin was interviewing him, he clearly had his nose shaved to nothing. It, was, it got so weird. The skin tone, he was as light as your coffee, and he wasn't mm-hmm. always like Maybe Yeah, he was face. like yeah. ghoulish by the time he was there. And then the eyes. Yeah. He'd done so much shit. He'd done him. a lot. It's really sad. So delusional. He was so he was totally out of his mind. Out I mean, of his that's, mind. That's a crazy he, I think it was the it was the Pepsi commercial, wasn't it? Burned Pepsi him up. Start, started. Because then he all. had the That's had, the beginning uh, of it. Uh, well he, he I don't think he had another day of his life where he wasn't um out of his mind on painkillers. That's true. Right. So he burned and himself. he had the same thing Trump had. He had um oh, what's it called? A uh scalp production. <laughs> Wait, Trump had that? Trump scalp? did it? That's Trump's hair. Why is Trump's hair weird? Okay. So what they do with the scalp production. So Michael Jackson had the top of his hair burnt off there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the Pepsi commercial. So um, other sodas are available. Um, so they, they put a balloon onto your scalp mm-hmm. and they blow up your scalp to like, so you look like something from Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. right? And then they cut. It's one of the most painful things you can get done. You, they can cut the middle bit of skin out. Yeah. And then they sew that bit to that bit. And so that so your hair is spread over, so you get the hair from oh, there over there. that's garbage. Ooh. So it used to be the, before they had hair transplants, that's Ooh. what they used to do. So Trump had the same thing. So the hair oh. that you think, that's a weird direction, that's hair from there that's been fucking put there. Wow. That's yeah, his why. hair is crazy looking. Why is, like, I know everybody jokes about it, but why why does he do the orange, why is the orange shit on Trump's? Hey, you that's a I mean? retarded question. How come he doesn't yeah. get called retarded? No, why is he? Why is he? Uh, that, that's a like retarded that? question. It's not sun tanning. No, it's not. It's, he's not sun tanning. He'll literally, you'll see him uh, do. I'm not a, entirely a, sure a, it's not Cheetos. A presser. A <laughs> Cheetos presser. are very Moorish. <laughs> he does a presser like in the evening. No, and I get the it. Next you morning, get it in your fingers. It's all, or, and then he doesn't have it here. That's true because I just got a spray right? tan for and the first like, time. But it's like doing a whole any, face. Any comment you're going to make. On looks now, you need to just check yourself in the monitor before you speak because because you you, exactly. you forget you go yeah. yeah that guy's got too much makeup yeah. on or sure or you're like oh, yeah, your hands in your pockets yeah. and you go How's Jimmy my- is this a fucking retarded question or not and then you yeah. you look like this so like sorry initially that. were you playing bass yeah. for the Cure yeah, that yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. how it started that's and then right. you started the Banshees Bellhouse. Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I love Susie. Sue. Let's. She's she's touring again. She's wearing Hoka's sneakers. She's fucking. She's wanna, the best. Yeah. I want to pivot to this though. She's from I Sussex. You always look good, but I I saw you last. I believe I believe it was 2015. That's a long uh, time ago. Was it Montreal? Yes. Yeah. Good memory. Um, but wait, you are leaner, right? Yeah. Are you, have you, you ever been so fat? lean? I got I got really um yeah I got like fitter since having kids. Ah, okay. I found that thing of like, as soon as you have kids, you go, yeah. oh, the game's changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to be on the floor. I need to be able to play with these guys. I need to be able to pick them up yeah. and yep. put them down. I remember like the first time like playing with my son and doing all this. Yeah. And my lower back, like the next day going, what the f- what have I done to myself? And you go, I'm not fit enough. Yeah. It's like a, a half rack and loads of metformin. That's um, what I'd recommend. How, how, how old are you? You have a ch- one child or children? Two. How old? 
I got two. I don't know. I, I can call someone. You're <laughs> clearly not. There I can right call now. someone and find out. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah. I think about uh, uh, one and a half and four. Dang, oh, you got, yeah, you got little, you're in little, it, homie. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I mean, it's tickets to the great show on earth. I, mean, I love yeah. it. I, I don't want to get boring about it, but no, I think we it's love incredible. talking about it. We it's have, absolutely incredible. Do you know that Tom and I are married and we have kids and stuff too? <laughs> to each other. Yeah, we are. It feels like yeah. you both could have done better. Weirdly, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> both could have no, done better, but, but like it's an odd thing that you both could have done better elsewhere. Is your is you your both should have married a normie? Oh my God! Could you imagine? Yeah, and it's not too late. It's not Jeez, too late. So oh no, God no! And there's a pay per view event that pays for the whole no, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Stop! Don't even joke about it. Oh, oh okay. my God! <laughs> Jimmy's fucking crazy. Don't um, us. So this uh, another Brit. This is funny, interesting thing. All the Brits we've, or all the uh, the UK, you know, the, the that part of the world's people we're showing uh, are lacking teeth, and the, yeah, this that next weird. person also same category. When you're sitting on your own. And you can smell your own breath. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and you're... Oh, God. Is that me? I've been talking to people today. I can smell my breath. I'm going to throw up. Oh, my God. Now, Tom. that's... Now, it's a funny story how I met my personal trainer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's a lot to take in. Smell it. Because I associate stop. bad breath yeah. with... Teeth. Yes. Yeah. But I can't. How bad could it be? I've been speaking to people today. It also changes so much. Teeth are such an effect on appearance, right? Like this lady has a full mouth of teeth and you're like. Hair and teeth, I think is that thing. I had a hair transplant and I got my teeth done. Did you? Yeah. Looks great. It does look great. Dang, I didn't even know. So so people do it nowadays and there's shit ones and they stand out. So like, what's the secret to a good one? Yeah, let me see that, dude. That's pretty good, isn't it? Where'd you have done? Turkey? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I had it done by this guy at the Maitland Clinic called Ed Balls, who's, who's really good. It's kind of interesting getting a hair transplant because uh, the gag that I had about it was, so what they do, people imagine there's a donor. People imagine mm-hmm. that you're, you're waiting by the phone for a call saying there's a guy yeah. from BTS, he's been in a motorcycle crash, he's got an incredible quiff, you've got to get down here. <laughs> you've got to get down here. Yeah. But they, so they take the hair from around the back there, we got loads of hair, uh-huh. and then they replant it where you need it, like up the front. Yeah. So it works. The downside is, you know that sensation you get where the hair's on the back of your neck stand up? Yeah. If that happens to me, this bit goes spiky. Stop. Stop. Yeah, I look like fucking... Yeah, it's a joke. It's oh. not, but <laughs> the idea of life, if I got freaked out, I'd look like fucking Tintin. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that weird kind of thing of like, yeah, I got it, it done. I suppose great. it's that thing of. Uh, how, wait, how much pain? Because here's what I imagine. Zero pain. Some, no, no. How much panic when it's done where you're like, is this going to suck? Yeah. Do you have, like, right? Where you're oh, like, oh, yeah, I might look like uh, crazy. Because you but see when you guys get your with teeth the bad ones, well, the next day like, you kind of go, is this okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this okay? Did I go too white? I always think I didn't go white enough. Actually, oh, yeah, me too. No. I, I want it to look like someone opened a fridge. Let no. me see. <laughs> no, They're good. No, those are great. Those guys stand out. And they look fucking weird, dude. Are they veneers? Huh? Oh, I got everything done. My dentist described it as a mouth. Yeah. I went, I want all, because they didn't have that much time off. So I said, I want every teeth done. We talk about this all the time. The wisest thing you did was not go too white. Yeah, you can go. Those people do it. You see it all the time. And you see it like people who are on camera. And you're like, I just saw Rex Ryan talk about it. You know, can you pull up Rex Ryan teeth? I just saw him What's on a show yesterday. Oh, sexy and, Rexy? Yeah, dude. But he, sexy he, Rexy. He, he showed good. his teeth and you're like, dude, like it just. Oh my God. Look oh, how that's... crazy those yeah, you look like a choppers are. It's terrible. Like, yeah. No, that might have been 
to oh, no, before he had it done. Top left, top left. Yeah, you got to show him on, on panel now. Yeah, like the middle one there. Oh, my God. The second one. That's crazy, bro. Well, also, homie, you got to factor look at the, in. Look at, the, look at the person writing. Look. Why is Rex Ryan's teeth brighter than white? But also like, factor in the yeah. dark tan, the, the oranger and tanner you are, too. He looks it's proportionate insane. to the whiteness. Yes, I do, I do look like um, I died several weeks ago, and this is the ghost of me that turned up for the Halloween special. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> You look no, it looks no, great. No, you're too. fine. It yeah. looks great. You're not that. That's fucking. Out that of looks crazy. Yeah, that looks crazy. But that's white a weird eyes, thing of like. Teeth. There's a theory on medicine. Who gets the best healthcare? Yeah. People in the middle, maybe upper middle. In but England. The, in the world, very richest people, very poorest people get the worst medical care. Why? Why? Because no choice, too much choice. So if you go in as a very wealthy person to the doctor and go, right, I want my hair done, I want my teeth done, I want lipo, I want the you can get anything you want, uh-huh. regardless of whether it's healthy. Right. So you just you have this weird thing where this guy goes in and goes, "No, I want the whitest teeth," and the dentist goes, "Okay, uh, okay, no, no, blue white." Fuck. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. The the dentist wouldn't have done that. Well, that explains why Madonna looks so fucked up because nobody God. says no to rich ass Madonna. Simon, Simon Cowell. Yo, we talk about him. Simon Cowell went through a phase of looking absolutely fantastic for his age. Yeah. And now he looks like a lizard from space. Yeah. Do you know him? <laughs> I met him a couple of times. Yeah, he's, you know, he looks so crazy. So yeah, crazy. He's pretty crazy. Yeah. And that is that is what you're saying where you can go in and you go, I want this Who's procedure. Saying no? Here's the check. Yeah. Who's you're saying no? Good to go. Yeah. Yeah. He looks, can we bring him up? That one? Dude, he looks insane. Although we say, I mean, there's a, that one there looks like the one on the right there. The, yeah. the, the, the tube side by side bring yeah. put, pop that up that looks like a taxidermy you know that thing of like <laughs> you ever looked up, have you ever looked up bad taxidermy make that bigger <laughs> make that bigger but look that looks like bad taxidermy have you ever looked up uh, that's I that's mean the one on the fuck. the one on the left there where well, the guy's he's showing the taxidermy he goes okay I have to redo the left eye obviously <laughs> yeah. look up bad taxidermy there's some amazing bad taxidermy let me <laughs> Okay, so they, look at him. Look at him. Oh look at the line. Oh my god, it's Simon Cowell. Have you never seen these? Let's go through these. Make him make him full size because we we gotta let the people at home see these. Oh, okay. So okay, it's it's my first time doing taxidermy, and I think I did great. You can tell you, what it is. Do you like you know, what I made you? This you know is, it ain't a snake. Somebody's coming to pick this up. Do you have my lion? And yes. You're like, I shot a line. I'm a dentist from somewhere. Now, I'd love if you were the taxidermy guy because you ha- you're so refined with the way you speak. Okay, it's before like, I show you this, I want to manage expectation. It's yeah. Listen, they're not live animals anymore, but honestly, sure. I think this was your pet lion. I'm very proud of my hunt. Okay, next one, yeah. next one. <laughs> Flip up. Uh, oh. oh, my God. Oh, oh, the fox is great. Look at the fox. Oh, the cat. <laughs> with his legs crossed. <laughs> the, the, the fox. What the fuck is that, dude? The fox. <laughs> Is he waiting for someone to pick him up from the bus stop? What is this? <laughs> oh my god! I kind of the side view is kind of. This is terrible. This, Do I have a fat ass? Terrible. <laughs> oh and now, now show Simon again. Wow. <laughs> huh. This is what we're talking about, right? This is bad taxing him. I'm it not entirely looks, sure he's not dead. I think looks, we might be weekend at Bernie's. You know what's crazy fuck. too is when I first saw this, I was oh. like, "The fuck is going on?" Someone was like, oh, he was in an accident. And I go, oh, fuck. So like a facial, like something happened to his face. And then the article's like, yeah, he hurt his back in a car accident. I'm like, oh, so this has nothing to do with the act. Like he was in an accident yeah. that affected his back. And then he somehow he decided to do this. this. It's the guy that did my hair, actually, he Ed Balls. He's a great guy. Yeah. And he became a hair surgeon because he, was, he worked as a plastic surgeon for 
you know, 25 years. Mm -hmm. I went, ah, it's kind of not bringing me happiness because someone comes in, they've had a car crash and I've got to do facial reconstruction surgery. He's got a great eye and it's God's work. I mean, it's beautiful to bring back someone's face. Sure. But it's not the same. It'll never be the same again. Hmm. It's a new life and I'm going to walk you through this and it's going to be okay. And then he's doing hair transplants and it's a bunch of kind of, you know, middle-aged men going, Hey, yeah, yeah. this is fantastic. Yeah. Or especially with the, st- the work he does with women as well, whether, you know, oh, doing yeah. hairlines or um, eyebrows or whatever. Fabulous. Yeah. Lefts. Yeah. But they lowered his, br- his brow or, or they took out the lid on top and they lowered it. He should have gone up. It's very crazy. It's, it's very weird. Whatever it is, it But then, then there's, 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 there's also, I would say, there's a happy Jesus medium where Christ. more needs to be done here. Clearly. Yeah, sure. Oh, this I'm, this is not done. No. There's a, I yeah. mean, don't do that. No, no, yeah. but, but meet us halfway. But I, it's so a visual medium. Lower bluffs are probably next. <laughs> bluffs. Right? He needs his bluffs, bluffs done. These are the bluffs. Well, lower. Yeah, you, you you get uh, filler injected into. That's that. what I told okay. him. Yeah. She keeps telling me to do that. Yeah. Just start with Philzies. Come what with else me to LA. I, do? I don't know because your whole. I think I can kind of get away with it. Yeah. Maybe I can't. But your whole thing. Yeah. What are you selling? Authenticity Sex. and charm. Sure. Oh. Authenticity and charm. You get up on stage and you tell us about your life. You're so open. Yeah. You're so you. It just feels like, I mean, you could do it. Yeah. But it's people love you as is. Right. So don't. Yeah. I don't it's that's what I always say. Like, I go. When you drop the weight, I think it was really interesting because people really felt like it was, oh, this guy didn't get his money right. This guy just got his life together yeah. and we were on the journey with you. Sure. And it was really interesting. It's like, it felt yeah, like true. you brought people with you. So if you want to, <laughs> if it's good for you, then do it. Don't I, do it for. I think the only, re- no, the only thing, the only rule about doing <laughs> shit, I think as, as a comedian or, Mm. for myself is you can do something but you gotta like talk about it yeah you, you can't yeah. you can't I remember my friend yeah. once had a hair transplant and yeah. there's a story in the paper about it yeah and he wrote to the paper like an open letter saying thank you for drawing this to my attention I'm gonna have my people look into it <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's great yes yeah. yeah no I've yeah. just I chopped it off you know just whatever whatever yeah why is. not be honest especially as a comedian yeah. you're not fooling mm. anybody no of course you have to all the comics that we've um every leading man in, in hollywood that was had a hair transplant yeah and of they're course. all fronting about oh no i cut it for a role and the other ones that the that the um all the super jacked dudes like if they're asked they go no i'm just eating chicken breasts working out and you're like you're carrying 250 <laughs> pounds of muscle like you're yeah. What is the lot. idea of like the Kardashians going, no, yeah. Yeah. what are you oh talking about? Yeah, like, the so idea, like that thing of, it's so unfair to the people though on Instagram, especially the young girls, yeah. the young boys going, I aspire to that body. Why can't I get there? Yeah. Well, if you're honest about what you did, yes, then it becomes a different thing. Sure. I know. And, and it's, uh, so I grew up in Los Angeles with really attractive people, like symmetrical. Did they make you leave? <laughs> no. They, they look, kicked me out. Look, yeah. the I'm just watching the monitor. You look so crazy being like, I grew up in Los Angeles, bro. With really, yes. you looked like a the, man. Yes. With the other, you were in the monsters, yes? <laughs> I love the monsters. Yeah. But I grew up with Your like, brother was a werewolf, yes. <laughs> yes. Tell us more about your... And your but uncle I, was just a hand. Yeah, I know. He's the craziest. But I grew up with like legit like bathing suit models and shit. Like this mm. girl I went to high school with, she was a fucking body glove model. Like she was gorgeous. So when I see these Kardashians, I'm like, oh, that's all plastic surgery. And that's all synthetic good looks. You know what I'm saying? Well, they like, didn't some guy in China. You ever hear this story? There's a guy in China that sued his wife. So he married this girl, met this girl, married her, had a baby. And the baby's ugly. Mm. And he sued his wife. He sued her. Dang. It might have been, been South Korea, but he sued her saying, you had so much plastic surgery, 
you sold this is a faulty bill of goods. Yeah. And then we have See? this kid that's ugly. Yeah. And what are we going to do with this? Dude, the Asians don't fuck around. They I don't love play. it. Well, the most really plastic surgery play. in the world is um, is South Korea. For really? what, the oh, eyelids? yeah. They do the, most the, in the world. A lot, of, a lot of them have the eye procedure done. Yeah. That's very well, popular. Lots. I mean, the whole, you yeah. know, there's a real aesthetic to it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. What's interesting is there's an entire generation of women who want to look like Kardashians, such an Kim's in, face. That's such an interesting mm. thing, though. Like, that's a one-time story, but like a guy, let's say like a super rich guy, meets some chick who's some hot model, like model looking, and then has kids. And then you go like, oh, yeah, you had so even. much stuff done to you. That this is, you yeah, yeah, this is the representation of who you really are. Yeah. You're so cut up. Well, like, it's a weird, there's a weird thing now where people go into plastic surgeons, don't even bring a picture of the Kardashians. They bring a picture of themselves from Instagram Right. With the filter oh, on with it. The, and then I want to look like so that's I want to look like I pretend to look online. Wow. So you get this weird thing where people haven't even got FOMO for other people's lives. Yeah. They've got FOMO for how their life looks because Instagram is the highlights reel. Yes. And life is a bloopers reel. Amazing. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, Yo, yeah. Sorry. Ahead. Even even my makeup artist, for, I, I, I did something. You have a makeup artist? Yeah. <laughs> you really that? I don't just look like this. Um, made me... Um, like contour, like he can do the Kardashian contouring. Oh, well, on the, the yeah. I once had a girl do that in Los Angeles where we're waiting on a show and there was some time that she went, you want to do contouring? Yeah, went, it's hilarious. I lost like two stone yeah. in 20 minutes. That's it's what incredible. I'm saying. And like he does my face for specials or whatever and it does, it looks, and it doesn't look like me, but you look at the yeah. photograph and you're like, this is fucking amazing. You look yeah. great, but it's creepy. It's my my plastic surgeon is pretty great. I go see my plastic surgeon. He goes, nope. Anything I ask him about, he goes, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you want to do? You can have a tiny, like, yeah. I, he'll do, I do a tiny bit of Botox there, a little bit there yeah. so you don't get jowly, a little bit there, not there, and you can have filler there, but not there. Oh, okay, right, whatever. But then he will, like, anything I ask him about, he goes, I asked him about uh, buchial, is it buchial fat reduction? What's that? So it's where they, one of the guys from One Direction had it done, I think, is it Liam? You can get a picture up where... Um, they take out the fat there. Whoa. So you go from having, I've always had chubby little cheeks. Right? Uh -huh. It doesn't matter how much weight I lose. I could yeah. be, I could be, you know, yeah. 50 kilograms and I'd still have chubby cheeks. But they take out the fat from here. So you oh. look like chiseled and modelly. Oh, Holy cool. shit. Right, so look at this. I mean, it looks fantastic. No, it, it does. It works good. Very but masculine. The, the issue is when, when that down the line, everyone age 50 goes, I need you to get the fat back in there. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't oh. look as good when you put it back in oh. because that's what ages you. Wow. Yeah, kind your of, face will hollow out anyway. When you're yeah. Old. You don't need anything done, Jimmy. No, you're perfect. You're beautiful. You're yeah. perfect the way you've already done loads of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you're perfect the way you've spent an absolute fortune on your face. I'll tell you this, no. too. I want to tell you this, like, um, sincerely, too. When uh, when you're a comic, right, sometimes people come up to you and they go, uh, hey, I'm, I'm sure you're tired of hearing this. And then they give you a, a, they're like, I think you're really funny. And you're always like... That never gets old. You can yeah. say, if you ever think a comedian is funny and you see them in person, go ahead and tell them you think they're funny. Like they'll never say, yeah. oh, that I'm sick of hearing that. But um, the thing that always sticks with you is when other comedians tell you something like it. I have like a perfect memory lock of, of, of comedians saying like that yeah. was really funny. Yeah, it's a good bit. Yeah. And, and man, when you told me that in like 2015, you, I did not expect you came up to me at the catacombs. Oh, yeah, in okay, Montreal, yeah, right, yeah. and you complimented my set. It carried me through the whole week in Montreal. Because yeah, yeah, I think you always go like when other yeah. comics. It's different than uh, someone being like, "I thought that was really funny." Man, it just it, it was. Uh, it is a lovely thing actually. And I think that thing about like 
comics don't like the great thing about the comedy mothership here in yeah. Austin or whatever, that thing of like having a great club yeah. where you're going out and seeing stuff yeah. and going out to shows and watching stuff. I watch everyone's specials because you kind of have that thing of going, yeah, you're going to bump into that person. Sure. You want to have a view on, on who they are. On what, and yeah. And also the joy of it, remembering why, because it puts you in the audience seat. Sure. And then you go, oh, right. When I see it, oh, that's going to be yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. Mm. Where was yours taped? Where was Sledgehammer taped? In Phoenix at the Celebrity Theater. It's like one of the few in the States that are in the round still. I can't believe how good it looked. Oh, the, like the, the, l- set, the look of the thing? The set dressing. Uh, in my, it was other my than special. You. Other than me? Other than you. What they did production-wise yeah. with that set, I thought it was what, the most beautiful set I'd seen for a special. I thought they absolutely they killed it. When I walked, sometimes you walk. It's almost like no set. It's just lighting. The lighting, that, but the way that they, so they did it, I walked though. out. I remember during like the sound check and I was like, this looks fucking unreal. Yeah, I was really The amazed. lighting's everything. It is. Because the same guy did my special, yeah. the last one did yours. And I remember being like, because I've seen, especially with women, the older you get, I'm yeah. like, you better light me the fuck up. I want to be lit, it was, bro. Oh, Do you know where you're going to do you your next? Is that a secret me. right now? No, I just taped it. Oh, you just oh. taped it? Just taped Where'd it, you know? you tape it? I taped it in a place called Aylesbury. It was a really beautiful theater, quite new. And it's just the reverse looked great. Wow, the reverse That's shot nice. was great, and I like to do four shows because there were a lot of audience stuff. Yeah, so to capture it, so it was. Oh, I've oh, heard this, four. and I never confirmed it with you, but people say it, and I was like, I was telling people, and I was like, I should just ask them: Is it true that you're like heckle if you want? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you're, I, you're I mean, like the one guy. I often do a thing where I do a heckle amnesty, where I go, "We haven't had enough from you tonight. Just bring it." That's because he's, such balls. but that's Anything because he's in such the UK. Balls. But it's also that thing smarter. of like, no, it's that thing of like, you go, they're not trying to ruin the show. They're at the show. It's a thousand people all with the same sense of humor as you. Yeah. And everything's in service of the show. So okay. even when they're heckling, it's like, uh, okay. But that's not always the case. That's, no, but well, sometimes you get a heckle and it's something aggressive. Yeah. And you treat it like, um, like a, a customer inquiry. Yeah. Treat it like you work at the, the local rental place and there's a complaint. Mm-hmm. Well, what sorry, did, what's going on here, sir? How's, your evening's not working out the way you wanted it. What's what, did, what did he say to you? What, what, what's something someone would say to you? you know, when you welcome it. It's, it's always like, like the, you stupid cunt, and you're like, thanks, okay. Yeah, you're fat, the, you're ugly, okay. The, the dumb shit. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, there's a million different, I think the more personalized, the more in the moment it can be, like the thing with the king or whatever. Yeah. That thing of like, the more personal it can be. And then it can, sometimes they're like, almost like you write jokes and then you can go, okay, that'd be a good thing to say to a heckler sometime. It's oh, kind right. Of, yeah. It's kind of in the Rolodex of, okay, there's something you could do. So there's a bunch of that stuff online that I've done. Mm. I just really like it. I like the thing of like asking a comedian to do an hour of comedy with no script is like asking a magician to do real magic. Yeah. Yeah. But the heckle bit, you go, people can sort of see you stretching a different muscle. And if you keep the cadence, the rhythm of it, the same as your written material, it's got a real kind of... Uh, yeah. it, it just kind of sucks people in. I love it. I love I've seen, when people I've join seen it. Like I've been seeing you live, and I've I've seen clips of it online. Like it's it's very admirable. You're like you're yeah, the best. Yeah, I, I really. It. Oh well, it's very kind yeah. of you. But the um, it's very enjoyable as well. Yeah, because it, it's that thing of like 250 dates on the year. Like y- you want to keep the show fresh. You yeah. want to make it sure. feel like it's different every night. And that night. keeps it like yeah, yeah absolutely. That and new stuff every night is my rule. Every night. Every night, new stuff. So that means oh, you're at no. you end of 90 minutes, yeah. pull out a piece of paper and try five new jokes minimum oh, okay. every single scary. night. I thought you meant a whole new hour. Like, how are you doing that? Wow. No, that's just, I mean. Yeah, I, yeah. I like to write new things too. Otherwise you get so that gives you bored. that gives you something, right? Like, it gives you a reason to write the new stuff as well. I right? think for me, the way that I do is I, um, I'll get into like, I'll be on tour. It's now a show, mm. right? Or you go like, it's here, yeah. this is the show. 
and I'll start, I'll get into that phase where I'm like, what is it? And I realize what the thing that I'm feeling is that there's nothing new, right? Because I'm right. locked into the hour and you start to go. And then what changes it for me is even if it's, even if it's 30 seconds at the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that thing when you're in a new town where you go, yeah. hey, what is it with the camera over here? Yeah. At anything right. at the top that for me, and if that, that gets a laugh, but it works at the very, at the bit, I have a whole energy for the entire show. Yeah. The and then if it doesn't work, it's kind of, it's I kinda, got yeah. the show. Yeah. Got I got it. the stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Don't worry. I got the goods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just, I was just warming up, yeah. just testing the mic. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and they actually like to see imperfection. I find audiences like imperfection. It's live. You're not watching this on Netflix. This is the, you come out, you bought oh. a ticket, like slightly the rugged. Why do you want to see a band live? Yeah. I could listen to, to a perfect recording. Oh, yeah. You've already been in the studio for six months. When you stumble on something, especially oh, if it's in, if it's authentic and you're trying oh, something sorry, and something guys. goes wrong, mm. I mean, you find that those audiences go, "That was fucking so cool." They, they love, love it. it. Or when you they throw love. a heckler out. Yeah. Oh my god! The other night, I was at a club and the mic went out for like seven minutes, and I. I just started planking. I did Pilates for them. I started talking. I was like, what'd you do today? And this woman was like, I did mushrooms. And I was like, no way. Like it became this whole thing. But people left and they're like, that was the greatest show I've ever seen. And you're like, that was the worst seven minutes of my life to have to like vamp. But they think it's this happening, you know, like in the 60s. Like, oh, it's so spontaneous. And you're like, I guess. It's not what I wanted to do. But we fucking unplanned. Unplanned is the way to go. Yeah, I think that's why people like podcasts too. It's not. There's no rehearsing. This shows. I mean, it really is fantastic. I'm interested to know what the live event is. I I'll tell you. I'll tell you. We're we're we're. I'll tell you off mic because we get we're we don't. I don't want to give it away. It's too exciting. We're super excited. Yeah, yeah. It, it will be in you December. did it in, in yeah. what, was it 2020 or 2021? You did live events. We did. Oh, we we yeah. did them through 20. Into 21, we even did a few after, like we did one last year, live ticketed shows. That that was that it is super fun where we do a live podcast. There's no rules, there's no restrictions because it's not on YouTube. And then we would have like musical guests, and we would you know do all these all these different um, you know elements to the show. I raise think the production I think of doing it. those on the regular because I know it was the pandemic and people couldn't get out to anything. Yeah. But realistically, even if you're both playing big shows or on a tour, yeah. most people that listen can't get out. Yeah. And some people just can't. They just can't, oh, you know, yeah. they're Families. living in a town where they can't yeah. get away or they're, you know, busy mom or whatever. They can't Raising get out kids. to the show. Yeah. Or they didn't get the tickets. You know, you sell out when you sure. play places. Yeah. So that thing of like doing that on the regular. Online like, too. For people that do this, you know, they listen every week and you go, yeah, once every six months, yeah, I'll spend 20 events, bucks because yeah. I'm going to, I want to see a stand-up set and a few of the regulars that come in and For a sure. bit of the chat. And also it's kind of, you, maybe that's where you do the murder podcast yeah, yeah. and you finally find out who Garth has buried out there. <laughs> He's on to something. He's on to something. Only um, murderers on the launch. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can watch Jimmy, obviously you can look up all the videos we're talking about. You should see him do this, but you should see him live more so than anything. He's on the Terribly Funny Tour right now. You can get tickets at jimmycar.com. It's an absolute pleasure. I'd say, I'd say so check, out, check out um, his dark material on Netflix because that'll let you know whether the show's for you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You don't just walk in and watch any band. You shouldn't just walk in and, and watch any comic. Go on Netflix. Check out Jimmy. It's uh, been a pleasure being on. Oh, Thank you for so much, Come both back, of you. Please. Thank, Thank you so much. Okay. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Are you kidding me? We're going to fill this up? I like that thought. All of us. I just say what Darth Brooks. Darth Brooks. Darth Brooks. In my dream, 
Darth Brooks. Darth Darth Brooks. Darth Brooks. In my dream? Darth Darth Brooks. Darth Brooks. Darth Brooks. In my dream? And let's get Darth Brooks. Darth Darth Brooks. And let's get Darth Brooks. In my dream? Darth Darth Brooks. I like that. Darth Brooks. Darth Brooks. In my dream? And let's get Darth Brooks. Darth Darth Brooks. And let's get Darth Brooks. In my dream? Darth Darth Brooks. I like that. I just-